Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories, the podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends. It's another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories. Hi, Kat. Ooh, hey. What's up? I, besides my intro being terrible, <laughs> you know. But it's been a long day. That's okay, because it's Friday. I'm here with my favorite co-host. Indeed. Cindy. Indeed, the spookiest. So we have some people to talk about today. We do, we we do. do. And the first one I want to talk about, I told her that I would shout her out like several weeks ago. (laughs) And I'm sorry about the delay. In fairness, though, you did tell her that you would shout her out on the next episode that we recorded. I think I did say that. Asterisk. Yeah. So we record like way in advance, pretty much, usually. And I saw, I met this girl. Her name is Annie. Hi, Annie. I remembered. Hi, Annie. She works at the register at Five Guys Burgers and Fries. (laughs) And I told her I would shout her out. So I realize it's weird for a vegan to be shouting out a Five Guys Burgers and Fries employee. (laughs) But it is what it is. I was there to buy food for my family, so... Who is not vegan. <laughs> I still support your choices, Annie, <laughs> even if Cindy doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. Annie's awesome. Yes. I personally love Five Guys. My husband loves Five Guys, too. So thank yeah. you for being part of the awesomeness. So every now and then, I meet somebody out in the wild, and I have to shout them out. So, Annie, what's up? We've got a couple of patrons to shout out. So Becky and Raquel, we appreciate you guys so, so much. All of you patrons, you guys are the ones that keep our show going, that keep me writing stories. I could not do this stuff without you. I can't stress that enough. So Becky, super appreciate you supporting the show. Raquel, super appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for contributing to keeping everything running and we really hope that you like the bonus episodes that we make every month because we make two of them every month and both Becky and Raquel signed up to get the bonus episodes so thank you very much you guys for supporting us we really really appreciate it I made an announcement recently in my Facebook group that you guys should definitely all join because I'm on there every day cats on there every day And I told you guys that the $30 super fan level of Patreon that gives you the mystery boxes is going to change. As of November 21st is when I'm going to change it. And it is going to be $25 instead of $30. And instead of mystery boxes, after November, as in starting in in December, you're going to be getting a monthly story from me instead of a mystery box. 
Now, is this a, a personalized story, Cindy? Are we all going to get personal stories? No, the, these are not personalized stories. These are going to be original Cynthia Sear stories from my brain to your eyeballs. We are to hear your stories on the podcast. These will never be on the podcast. They will <gasps> never be on the blog. They will only be written for my patrons, printed out. I will sign them. And I will mail them to you. You mean to tell me that these are super secret Cindy <laughs> stories? You Say that five times goofball. fast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you right now. Yes, they are super secret Cindy stories. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to think about that one. <laughs> so anyway, I did have one member of my Patreon, Jessica, shout out. And she actually bumped her membership up. So that she can receive the stories now. So that's pretty freaking cool. Thank you, Jessica. You are awesome. Yes. Just because October is over does not mean that the spookiness ends. Girl, no. We are spooky 365 days out of the year. Halloween is every day for us. So today's guest is super special because... November is the last month I'm doing mystery boxes, and the mystery boxes for this month are about crystals. They are crystal themed. So you're going to get a box full of crystal goodies, and one of the goodies in the box is from our guest, and her name also happens to be Kat. So we have decided, I have decided, that I'm going to call her Crystal Cat, <laughs> so that the two cats know which one I'm talking to. <laughs> And this is regular cat, and I approve this message. There you go. <laughs> so hi, Crystal Cat. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? I love it that when I said hi, Crystal Cat, how are you? Your cat meowed. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. I think that was actually Cat's cat. That oh, was Crowley. Either way, that was excellent timing. I'm leaving <laughs> that in the show. <laughs> So how are you? Tell us about your stuff. We want to know about your Etsy store and all the crystal-y goodness that you do. I am doing great. So I own Foxfire Crystals by Kat. And Kat is actually short for Katani in my case. And so that is actually my gamer tag on pretty much everything that I do. But nice. I shorten it to Kat just because it's easier to say that than to say Katani. Uh, my Etsy is also Foxfire Crystals by Kat. I have a Facebook, an Instagram, a TikTok, and Ooh. a uh, and my Etsy shop as well. So I do custom crystal jewelry designs. I make dream catchers. I do some home decorations. I do a little bit of everything. And the uh, the item that is in your boxes that are going out are all custom handmade pieces that I sent in with information cards for all of the stones that it includes. And then also my business cards are tied in with those as well for you guys. That is so cool. And they're gorgeous. They're earrings. All of them are earrings and they're so, so cute. And they do have a little card with each one that tells you what kind of stone it is or they are if it's more than one. And then what they do, you know, for you. And I loved it. I I met Crystal Cat, no lie, totally by chance a week or two ago at Best Buy, you guys. <laughs> I just happened to stumble upon her. She's like a gem in the rough or whatever, like literally. <laughs> no pun intended. 
the puns weren't totally intended. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, what are the chances of that? So, and it was just in time to get the stuff in time for the boxes because the boxes are going out. So, you guys will probably have your crystal boxes, those patrons that get them, um, by the time this airs. So, there you go. We've got Crystal Cat on here. We want to talk about crystals. So, tell you some information that really rocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm a mom. I have to have the mom jokes, too. So, it's a thing. Um, so crystals can be used for a lot of different things. Um, the ongoing joke is that they can be used for manifesting energy to help create you to certain outcomes in your life. And worst case scenario, if they don't help you do what you're trying to accomplish, they work really good to throw at people. Yes, that's great. (laughs) But the main thing with crystals is to manifest energy, but also help cleanse energy and kind of offer different metaphysical properties, and each crystal has different metaphysical properties. The nice thing is, is a lot of them have similar ones, and they do work in tandem with each other, but there are different reasons to use crystals throughout everything. I wear the jewelry that I make every day when I go to work, which is how we kind of connected while I was at Best Buy, because I was wearing what I make. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also... I believe in putting them around your home, not just for decoration, but they also can help with the energies that are inside the different rooms as well. I love that. I I see a lot of weird stuff off and on all the time in my house. I was going to say, Cindy, don't you have some yeah. all over too? I did that because I I get haunted my whole life. I just kind of bring that stuff to me, I guess. And somebody somewhere I heard that if you have crystals, specifically quartz, clear quartz crystal or amethyst, that it can help to calm down the energies in your house and like make a haunting less or something. So I put them all over the place and it did settle down a bit. I still see stuff every now and then, but it's it wasn't happening like every day anymore. The nice thing with clear quartz is, is that is one of the main like cleansing energy crystals. Amethyst is meant to bring out like love and joy and peace. So the nice thing is, is having those two combinations in your house will help with that sort of thing as well. I get visited by things like that as well. And I haven't had anything that's been malevolent, which has been nice because mm. it's uh sometimes that stuff can get kind of scary, but When you surround yourself with good energy, I feel like when you put good energy out there, you get good energy back. So, yeah, for sure. My first question for you, Crystal Cat, is how did how did you initially get started or or interested in crystals? So it's kind of a weird way to get started into it. But I went down to so I'm from Ohio. We visited Texas when I was about four years old to go visit my great aunt. Her name was Sophie, very sweet lady. We went to a Smithsonian-type shop that was down there, and I fell in love with the crystal animal carvings that were there, which I I normally have in my shop now as well. But they were very small, but they were all these different kinds of stones and animals and things of that nature, and I just thought they were the coolest thing ever. And so she bought me, I think, ten of them. And I was able to take them home with me on the plane. And I kept those in a bowl at my grandmother's house up until I was older. 
But that was really my first experience with crystals in general. And then after that, around the age of, I'd say, probably 12 or 13, I started looking into more of the spiritual faith side of things and getting into like the Wicca practices and things of that nature where it evolved with crystals. Honestly, who doesn't love shiny objects? But even aside (laughs) from just loving shiny objects, um, I always felt drawn to certain stones, amethyst being one of them, which was my grandmother's birthstone as well, which was really nice. But that and I like all the different kinds of jaspers because there's literally so many of them that you never know what you're going to get when you just pull up a jasper. You can get ocean jasper, you can get red jasper, you can get Picasso, you can get zebra, like there's all of these different ones. That's kind of how I got started in it. And then oddly enough, with the jewelry side of things, I've actually been doing this less than a year. I am completely, yeah, I'm completely self-taught with everything that I make. And I have definitely evolved over time with how I make my objects. I do a lot of pendants and necklace making like that's completely customized. I have different kinds of wire that I use, colors, everything like that. I've just, it's evolved this year from doing the Etsy shop to doing some in-person festivals. And that was how I kind of got my start with it. Very cool. Awesome. I like it. My, my old paranormal thing came from my grandmother too. That's so funny. Grandmas are awesome. <laughs> yeah, they are. I, I'm always curious about charging a crystal. I understand that you're supposed to put them under a full moon or the running water thing, like putting them in a stream, I guess, or something. But like, how, how's that work? How do you, how do you know when to charge them and what's the best way? Is it okay for me? I've just been, I wear a a crystal, um, quartz crystal around my neck most of the time. And I've just been setting it on top of like a, a selenite charging block at night while I'm sleeping. And then I just put it back on in the morning. Is that enough? Or like, tell tell me about the whole charging thing. So charging and cleansing kind of go hand in hand. Um, Crystals should realistically be cleansed once a month. Um, Usually do it more than that. If you start sensing negative energy from the crystal itself, which you will be able to feel. The nice Hmm. thing is, is once you cleanse a crystal and you can do that using moonlight, sunlight, Running water, so natural water. Don't use like tap water; it doesn't really work as well. Salt water is preferred, but most of us don't live near an ocean, regrettably. So, you can <laughs> take running water from like a stream or something along those lines, and you can actually add salt to it and make your own salt water, and that also will work. The thing that you want to watch with cleansing with water is that you're not cleansing stones that are too porous or soft. Um, mm. Look up what crystals you have on the actual hardness scale. Because you don't want your crystals to crumble. If you put, say, for instance, like an aquamarine into water, it can actually break down the crystal itself and it'll crumble. Oh, wow. When it comes to charging, charging can be done with light. So you would put it out at night um, underneath the moonlight before you go to bed. Some people say to leave them out 24 hours. Most of the times for cleansing and charging purposes, you can just do overnight, but then you would pull it back in at around 11 a.m. because that way your crystals are getting exposed to not only moonlight, but to sunlight as well. But charging based off of sunlight is good for giving you like abundance and love and vitality in the crystals, whereas charging by the moonlight is more associated with um, 
like new beginnings, love and abundance and abolishing negativity. I heard somewhere that because I charged some, I made some moon water that had crystals in it, um, clear quartz crystal. And I did that under that back in May, we had a um, lunar eclipse and like a blood moon and all these things happened all at once. And so I, I made moon water under that, that had crystals in it, but it just so happened that I'm in the latter part of that night, a thunderstorm came through my area and the crystals and water were still out during that thunderstorm with lots of lightning and stuff. So I read somewhere that that can make the water and crystals good for chaos magic for witchcraft. Do you know anything about that? I don't know so much onto that side of it. I backed off of the Wicca witchcraft side of things for a very long time. Ah. Um, I know that it can give you definitely different energies because based off of how you charge things can determine what energy is really being put into those crystals. But crystals also have their own natural and like energy. So Mm -hmm. you're either enhancing or kind of morphing off of those as well. Ah, Okay. Now that is just, that is, I mean, you are chock full of information. So I definitely, I always have to ask, how do you come upon this information? So like I said, I'm primarily self-taught in the grand scheme of things. I have read a bunch of different books over the years. Um, With living in Columbus, Ohio, I go to Pearls of Wisdom, which is up in the north end of Columbus. And that's Hmm. someplace that I've been going since I was a teenager, since I was able to drive. But there's a really good book out there called The Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. And then there's also, for the witchcraft side of it, there's The Crystal Witch by Sean Robbins. And those are both done in series of books. So those I have as well. And then I personally have The Book of Heathen, which is a book on heathenism or asatru, depending on how you want to actually call it. But that has a field guide of different crystals, herbs, Um, even a survival guide as to if you're out in the wilderness, what can you eat? What can't you eat? What should you do to like build a a shelter, everything like that. But it also has the stories of Norse as well, because it follows like the book of heathen is the belief structure of the Norse pantheon. Uh, You just completely drew me in. What, first of all, is there a picture of me in the heathen book? I just need to know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. There's not, but there should be. Um, (laughs) That's really freaking cool. The Crystal Witch. I'm going to find all three of those books. Those sound totally intriguing to me. As much as I don't like plugging Amazon, I got all three of them from Amazon. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong with getting books off Amazon. My book's on Amazon. (laughs) Oh, I love Amazon for its convenience, but... As someone who works in retail, I always have to be super cautious about plugging Amazon when it comes to things. Yeah, true. Kat and I are both kind of curious about negativity with crystals. Like, can you use, can you charge them to be bad crystals? Like, can you do bad things to people with crystals or like hex somebody with one? Or like, I want to know if, if there's a crystal out there that you can do naughty things with hypothetically speaking of course (laughs) of course so like is there a crystal that you could give to like an evil (laughs) mother-in-law yeah (laughs) um so the thing with crystals is there's nothing 
inherently bad or negative about crystals or coming from them. Crystals feed off of the energy that you're putting into them. And so energy is technically neither good nor bad. It just exists. It can have good intent or bad intent, but it is not inherently good or evil. Good or evil is a human construct for the most part. Um, Mm. But in my personal opinion, if you're looking for something that can do some negativity stuff, then we talk hex bags instead. And that's an entirely different conversation. And and usually you don't want to get into hex bags or anything like that unless you actually know what you're doing, because they can also get very dangerous very quickly for the person who's making them. Um, I have made protection satchels before for people. I had a friend who his uh, girlfriend at the time was having hardcore nightmares and I made a protection satchel for her to hang over her bed and it actually helped her. And he was eternally grateful because she actually got to sleep. It's really interesting. How did I accidentally bump into you like in the real world and you're this knowledgeable? What happened? (laughs) I'm thinking it's kismet. Like I literally left that conversation with you and didn't know if we were actually going to speak or not, just because I've had people say that they were going to reach out to me before. And let's be Mm. honest, 90% of the time they don't. But I also felt like we were both in the right place at the right time. Yeah, for sure. The crystals drew y'all together. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Or, or just, I needed a microwave and (laughs) or that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really good at selling appliances. Right. <laughs> My son just moved out and he's like, Mom, I don't have a microwave. There's no microwave in this apartment. Ugh, Mom to the rescue. I was like, okay, but it's part of your Christmas. <laughs> That's not a bad Christmas present, though. It's a functional one. And as we get older, like, I have started looking forward to actual things that are usable like who i i don't want toys at this point in my life because i'm an adult but like you know give me mm-hmm. money towards new flooring or like a new <laughs> microwave or yeah no that's great so this goes towards the use of of crystals and i know that you said primarily in your shop that you have jewelry and you're kind of making jewelry on your own which is super awesome i'm self-taught in all my crafts that I do as well. But is there any sort of proper use for the crystals that we should be aware of? Like, do they act differently if they're on necklaces or earrings or rings? Um, I know Cindy has those crystals around her house. Does that have any change in how they work? I've heard rumors on north and south, depending on direction, um that kind of stuff so the north south east and west thing kind of ties like i said born back into the witchcraft side of things and that and the and the wiccan side of things now in regards to what's good in your house in different rooms oh for sure there's different stuff that you can put in different places um for instance like for your front door it's always good to put like tourmaline at the front door area because it's good for cleansing and protection Uh, For your bedroom, having something along the lines of like rose quartz or amethyst, those bring that love, joy, and peace that I was talking about earlier. Uh, For your kitchen, do something like carnelian because it's going to be uplifting and energizing. I know we talked earlier about clear quartz being good for cleansing. Um, A lot of people have a tendency to put it in their bathroom and no, it doesn't actually help with the smells, but it does help with the (laughs) negative energy that happens inside of bathrooms. Um, And one... (laughs) 
No, I mean, I mean, I I did it to be funny, but it's truthful. Yeah, no, that's um, hilarious. <laughs> and one one that's a really big stone for like children's rooms because a lot of people don't think about putting things in their kids' rooms because they don't know if their kid's going to play with it or anything like that. If you put hematite in a kid's room, it's actually good for grounding and calming sensations. And then obsidian is good for protection and helping with nightmares specifically. So those are good in kids' rooms. What I will say is this. I do make dream catchers or sun catchers, depending on how the, the crystals go on the wire, just because they're either transparent type stones in general or they're darker stones, so they're not as see-through if you put it up in uh, stunlight. But I do make things like that that can hang on your walls as well, so it's not necessarily... Like, you can have stones just sitting in a bowl. I actually have an abalone shell that has a bunch of crystals in it that are my personal collection. I love abalone shells. They're so pretty. And then I also have, currently in my shop, I have a giant ocean jasper tower that I call the big boy. He Hmm. weighs like two and a half pounds. Hmm. I have a fluorite tree of life that's wire wrapped. I have a giant selenite tower. And then I also have... um, Oh, what else is there? I have a few spheres on there as well. And I am getting more stock in shortly. I just haven't gotten it in yet. But there's a lot of things that you can put around your house that are going to be decorative rather than just, hey, there's a rock sitting there. Why is there a rock (laughs) sitting there? So, and I do, I did a custom small dream catcher for a nursery for someone who was having a baby. And they hung it up and we, we chose the color scheme and I found things that worked with the color scheme that they wanted and they fell in love with it. I actually met that woman through one of my Facebook groups. Hmm. That's super cute. That's awesome. And that's funny that uh, obsidian, well, I guess it's not funny, but <clears throat> that's really interesting that obsidian helps with calming and, and good vibes because I've always been drawn to obsidian and that that occurs naturally where I'm from in the Pacific Northwest. There's obsidian everywhere. So, um, when you wear crystals as an earring, I mean, do they have to be touching your skin to benefit you or can they just be hanging from your ear? They can be hanging from your ear. I mean, it's the idea of natural things having an aura around them, kind of like how mm. you and I have an aura which, depending on what person you're talking to, is either visible or they can't see it at all. Um, but they, you kind of soak up those energies just from being around it. Like, for instance, in my, my newly <laughs> created command center, I have all of the jewelry that I make surrounding me. So all of those energies are also coinciding in this room as well, not just what I'm wearing or what's touching me. But even Mm. just being near it, it's the same principle as putting something in a room and having it take those effects, too. That makes sense. You're you're a crystal expert. So what is your absolute number one favorite crystal? Is it Jasper? Because I think you mentioned that earlier or it's so growing up, it was definitely Amethyst Um, Mm. after I ended up getting married. Jasper kind of was the ironic choice because it's my last name. (laughs) Um, but I actually, when I look at stones, like if you just put me in front of a table that have all these different stones and they're not labeled, the ones I usually am drawn to are ocean Jasper because of the coloration of it. And then amethyst amethyst, not only as a gemstone, but as a crystal itself, because they are 
two different colorings, kind of. The amethyst is still purple no matter which way you do it, but there's also more of a clear whitish color amethyst, too. You can also hmm. get pink ones that are like heat treated and things like that. I don't have any of those in my shop, but raw amethyst is amazingly gorgeous. And I do have a geode of it sitting on my desk that I had originally gotten for my grandmother. And when she passed, I brought it home and I kind of keep it with me so that I have her with me. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> my birthday is March 23rd. I think I am aquamarine, right? I believe so. I honestly don't follow the actual uh, monthly birthstones as much, just because not all of them have crystal equivalents. Ah, uh, okay. There is, so instead of like opal as a crystal, you get opalite, which is mm. what the mass majority of people sell. That is a man-made crystal. Oh, um, wow. It still does have good properties to it, and I do sell a lot of it. It looks really pretty when you make it and when you wrap it. But um, it's not quite the same as opal because to sell real opals would be amazingly expensive. Yes, girl, it is. I put <laughs> opal chips in one of my um, mystery boxes months ago. And just to buy like, I don't know, an ounce of opal chips or something was so much. I almost didn't put them in the box because I was like, dang, why is it that expensive? <laughs> but I did yeah. do it because apparently... Uh, it was in my phobia box because opal used to have bad luck attached. Like people used to think of it as a bad luck charm or something. So I put a little tiny glass tube of opal chips, 13 of them, <laughs> mm -hmm. 13 opal chips in the phobia box because of that. <laughs> We're so pretty though. They are pretty. And I'm December. So my birthstone is blue topaz. That's the same as my mother's. It's nice. funny to me that opal had that bad connotation to it because opalite's actual meanings and uses behind it, it's associated with youth and childlike wonder, and it's good for meditation and can help bring success. Nice. So see, I was actually nice to all of my, <laughs> my followers. That phobia box was brutal, man. I put all kinds of weird stuff in that. I had actual snake skin in it. <laughs> I don't play around. So this is something that, that I'll share with you ladies since we're doing this episode and it just so happens. But when my husband and I got married, I wanted a really unique wedding ring. I didn't mm -hmm. want it, of course, because I am, I am unique. <laughs> and so I didn't want just a regular diamond or, you know, even a fancy cut diamond or anything like that. I wanted a pink stone as my centerpiece. And that was really hard to find. And so we ended up designing my wedding ring. My husband designed it because he's really into uh, gems and rocks and, and that kind of stuff as well. And so my center stone is actually pink tourmaline and it's surrounded by two trillion cut smoky quartz. Ooh. Ooh. I love pink tourmaline. I actually have a pink and purple tourmaline bead that I make stuff with as well. And those are gorgeous. So... What what is pink tourmaline combined with smoky quartz do do you think? Um, I have info cards for tourmaline specifically. Pink tourmaline would be basically a variation of it. And then smoky quartz follows the same principles as quartz, which is nice. So tourmaline can help create a shield around the person and help prevent negative energies. 
So not a bad choice for a wedding ring, truthfully. <laughs> and, uh, nice. Hey, I mean, you know. And then actually smoky quartz can improve overall well-being and can release emotional baggage and assist with stability and grounding. So yeah, no, you combine two really good things for a wedding ring. Oh, good. As a Sagittarius and a very emotional person that just flies off the cuff, I can I can definitely use some grounding. So. <laughs> Ironically enough, smoky quartz is associated with the Sagittarius uh, zodiac. Hmm. Ooh. Wow. You guys yeah. stumbled upon the perfect ring, didn't you? Yeah. Tourmaline's associated with Libra, but you got you got one of them that's tied to your zodiac. <gasps> No, is your husband that's... a Libra? Because that yes. would be hysterical. No way. Oh, that's oh, perfect. Oh my freaking you. goodness. We initially picked torm- pink tourmaline just because it was very vibrant. It's a very, very bright pink without being like Claire's status garish or, you know, looking like costume jewelry. But that is so funny because Steve is a Libra. He doesn't act like a Libra in any way, shape, or form, but that is technically his zodiac sign. So the the crystal that actually is my husband's zodiac and my own is Kambaba Jasper, which almost looks like a tortoise shell. Cool. That's really cool. Well, I'm an Aries and I act like an Aries. So just if anyone out there wanted to know, (laughs) I'm Irish, I'm fiery, I get really pissed off sometimes, and I'm very uh, impulsive. (laughs) Liking clear quartz is perfect for you, though, because clear quartz is actually associated with Aries and Leo. So you got that one going for you since you wear it every day. Nice. I I would say if I had to say what crystal am I drawn to, I would say it's either clear quartz or amethyst. I love those two very much. And my birthstone is aquamarine and that's pretty and all, but I don't feel drawn to that at all. It's it's for me it's clear quartz and p- number 2 would be amethyst. Uh yeah, actually Aquarius, you should look into larvakite as well. It's kind of a a silvery grayish type stone but it's really shiny and pretty um, and that actually is associated with yours as well and then you said you're um you said you're what I'm an Aries. zodiac are you aries yeah because i'm march 23rd okay so i mean there's a lot of them honestly but clear quartz is definitely one of yours and uh mm-hmm. banded agate and dragon's blood jasper actually which Ooh, is a really pretty one I like the name of that <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's green with red spots almost through it Ooh. that looks like dragon's blood was dropped onto it. That's cool. I dig it. I love to ask this question of people that I have on the show about a specific thing that they're expert level in. So what is the one thing that you wish that people knew about crystals that they don't usually tend to know? Like, what do you what do you want to tell all the people listening right now that they probably don't know about crystals, but you wish they did know? I would say get rid of the preconceived notion that you have to be witchy or that type of personality to enjoy them and to appreciate them, because that's not always the case. The other thing is, is, yes, there's a ton of them and it can be overwhelming and scary, but don't give up on finding what calls to you. One of the things I like about Pearls of Wisdom is they have basically almost like a buffet-style bar of crystal tumbles in these baskets, and they have info cards. Go to a small local shop like that near you, 
and just kind of, it's going to sound really kind of cheesy and corny to say it, but stand in front of it. Maybe even put your hand over top and run your hand over top of them, like above the baskets or above the containers that had the crystals in it. You will feel energy vibrating from these. And when you feel the one that calls to you, that's what you go with. I mean, it's like I said, it sounds very cliche, but it's truthful. Like you will feel Hmm. those things that resonate with your soul and it could change from time to time because maybe you're going through a hard time and you are drawn to something that's meant to help cleanse those energies one day. But then the next day you're drawn to something that gives you more of that like wondrous type feel. And then there's crystals that have like prosperity factors and things like that. So it's, there's, (laughs) there's a crystal for every occasion, quite literally. I'm going to follow that up with a very silly question. And this is something that I asked Cindy a while back too. So she's going to get a kick out of this and it comes from my husband, but can you smell (laughs) or taste the difference between different rocks, gems, crystals, that kind of stuff. And I asked this because my husband says that he can taste and smell the difference between like a fake ruby or a real ruby or, um, you know, a real emerald and clear crystal has a very distinct smell for him versus smoky quartz and that kind of stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't go around sniffing my crystals <laughs> or necessarily shoving them in my mouth. Um, now, I will say this as a caveat to that, though. Yes, they probably do have different feels and smells for different people. Mine smell like my house because they're here all the time with me. Um, but I, there's definitely ways to tell man-made from natural crystals. Most of mine... The mass majority of mine, I would say, are natural crystals. I get them from a wholesaler that I trust. She's a sweetheart. Love her to death. Um, but I've been using her the whole time that I've been doing this business. And are some of mine man-made? Yes. I usually disclose that if it's something that I'm aware of. But even man-made crystals, the, the common misconception is that, oh, well, they're fake. No, they're not fake. They're man-made the same way that you can get man-made diamonds and man-made topazes that they sell for maybe not quite the same amount of money, but they sell for similar categories, I would say. The thing is, is it can still have those same properties and those same energies to them. So I don't necessarily pay as much attention to it because opalite is probably one of my favorite favorite stones because it can range from almost a clear with an aura to it around it, like a rainbow aura surrounding the the crystal to a milky white color. And that happens because it's man-made and because of the variations when it's actually being processed. I met a gemologist at Best Buy one day, ironically enough. (laughs) Wow. I'm telling you the amount of contacts that I have made at Best Buy is truly impressive. Love my job, by the way, totally uh, off the point, but he actually cuts gems and he sent me, a bunch of actual gemstones. Some of them were man-made. Some of them are heat-treated. And one of them is a radiated emerald. And I haven't found a way to use it yet because my biggest fear is that I go to wire wrap one of these and I scratch it or something along those lines. I would believe your husband when he says that he can tell the difference. I have never heard anyone tell me that there's a difference from taste 
Um, most people uh, do the whole scratch test or the fire test with things. I don't like to do that because even if it is a man-made crystal, you can still scratch those. Like that's you're still going to damage those at that point. And to me, it's not worth damaging my mm. items. I guess he is a bit of an odd duck. <laughs> I mean, aren't they all? Right. He's he's deaf in one ear, so we're thinking that because of that, his other senses are heightened. So, but I think he said that he's always been able to smell the difference in in different mm. things. So he's embracing his inner daredevil, where his other senses got heightened from losing one. Right. <laughs> right. Well, we very much appreciate you coming on the show. You are indeed very educated when it comes to crystals. I love it. And I love how I accidentally found you. So <laughs> you're not, you're my new crystal expert now, crystal cat. <laughs> that works. Yes. Um, remind everybody where they can find you and maybe how they can contact you if they want to ask a question or something like that. So the easiest way to find all of my information in one fell swoop is I do have a link tree. My link tree is at Foxfire Crystals by Cat, and Cat is spelled with a K. And that literally will take you to the links for my Etsy, my Facebook, my Instagram, and my TikTok. I don't do a ton of TikTok lives, but with my new command center, I am planning to do those more frequently from now on. I do take custom orders, and if anyone has any questions, there's a contact form on there as well. Wonderful. Thank you very much. All right. So guys, I hope you enjoy your final mystery box, which is crystal themed and know that the earrings in that box came from our very own crystal cat. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to put all her, her link tree link in the um, show notes and all that good stuff so that you guys can easily click on that and find her. If you should want to do that, I highly recommend it. She is legit. She knows her stuff. So if you get ear- earrings from her and it has a little card that tells you the things, those are correct. I believe that 100%. Go check her out. We'll spook you later. Ooh.